Two words to describe Sarah Keller are trusted and life-giving. Sarah's trusted voice resounds as she shares what she's learned through her lifetime of experience. You're going to trust her wisdom as she is influencing so many. Her conviction and motivation to share Jesus with everyone simply exudes a life-giving spirit. You're going to love our conversation. Here we go. many wonderful things about you. I know that you have given so much life to our pastors. So thank you for doing that because really in return, you are giving us life. You are pouring into us through our pastors. So thank you for being here. Oh, it's an honor. You're a mom, your wife. Yes. You are a co-lead pastor of Mm -hmm. Next Level Church. You're the founder, co-founder of Next Level Network, right? Yes. All of these things. Yes. Girl. Okay. So what motivates you? I always am so intrigued. Mm. Like what motivates you to get out of bed every morning and do all the things? All of those things. All the things. (laughs) I think, uh, A deep conviction probably is one of the main things that motivates me, a deep conviction that Jesus is real, that his gospel is Mm. alive and active, and that I need it in my life, first of all. So like, that's the motivation that gets me out of bed is like, okay, Jesus, I need you all over again today. And then whatever he gives me, all right, Jesus, I'm just going to be willing to give it to everybody, whether it's my kids, my husband, you know, the the. The, the people I lead, you know, the network, the church is just, it's that deep conviction and motivation that Jesus is real for me and he's real today. And that there's going to be a day when we all are in eternity and that what I do today actually really matters and it affects that. So yeah, I would eternity. say, yeah, yeah. That's really good. Um, so practically speaking, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure there's some days you know, like there's some days you probably still don't want to get out of bed. Yes. <laughs> what do you do? Like to really, you know, there's self-motivation. Yeah. I don't know that I, you know, I feel like I'm disciplined, but right. I don't know that I actually feel like I'm self-motivated. Right. Like what is that for you? Aside from really dark coffee, is there anything else? No. <laughs> like a really help. strong really coffee in the morning. <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I do think practically some of that is taking care of like my physical body. I know yeah. like when I'm not that I do just have that feeling of, oh, I don't know that there's really any motivation today because I feel kind of yeah. yucky and blah. So I do think, you know, part of that practically is, is taking care of, yeah. you know, my, uh, my physical body. I drink a lot of water, yeah. <laughs> but I also drink a lot of coffee. <laughs> I love that you actually are acknowledging, like really taking care of yourself physically. Yeah. I mean, there's the nutrition piece of it. Yeah. There's the water. There's the right. enough rest. Yeah. I mean, I think as Christians, sometimes we hear, oh, just pray more. Just have faith <laughs> that you'll have enough energy to get through it. But there is those practical pieces. Yeah. And we talk a lot about life leadership. Life leadership mm. is leading yourself well, yeah. first and foremost. Yep. And I talk about all areas of life. So good. You have to lead yourself well, That's physically, it. emotionally, mm-hmm. mentally, financially, and then, of course, first and foremost, spiritually, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, you mm. lead so many people. 
And I think (laughs) it's like so admirable to just see Mm. where you're um, having an impact on people. Do Mm. you feel like you, does that burden you? Does that excite you? Um, do you get excited or nervous? Do you feel like that weighs you down? Mm. Like, how does that affect all you? of it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> All of it. Right. I think the thing about me, uh, cause we're just getting to know each other yeah. that you just need to know is I never set out to be a leader. Like wow. I didn't think of myself as a leader. Yeah. Um, I, m- my mom might've said that I was naturally because I was just bossy as a little girl. <laughs> she was like, Sarah, you don't always have to tell your friends what to do. So I think that was kind of maybe naturally in me. Uh, It wasn't bridled and maybe always helpful. But um, so I think some of those things are maybe naturally in me, Mm -hmm. but I didn't even realize that or know it. Some of that, even being a woman uh, and kind of being raised in in a church, I didn't see a lot of women in leadership, especially speaking and leading. And and so, you know, it was kind of like, well, what is that? And, And so honestly, it wasn't until my husband and I moved to Florida 20 years ago I, we, you know, had two boys and, you know, I was kind of mom and, and we had started our church. We started, you know, with uh, 35 people on our first Sunday. We had 19 on our second and away we went. Uh, For me, I was the girl who made the bulletin. I love to do, I figured out our 501c3. I'm like, put me behind the scenes and life is going to be great. Uh, But it was about uh, a year in that I started getting like super stressed because our church was growing. And uh, my husband looked at me and he was and I, he was like what's wrong I'm like there's just so much to do and I can't get it all done and he said well you might need to start leading a few people yeah. and having them help you with some of these things so good no kidding I was like what he's like yeah you're probably going to need to hand some things off and delegate and I'm like I don't know how to do that wow. and then he goes okay well then we know you're led and I'll never forget that moment I was like wait, what? Say that again, just because yes. I want to make sure they heard that. <laughs> he said, okay, then, well, then we know your lid. Cool. And what he meant was what you can get done in a day is as far as your ministry will ever go. And he walked away not realizing that this was like a line in the sand moment for me of like, Sarah, are you going to be a doer or are you going to be a leader? Are you going to invest in others? Are you going to pour yourself into them, train them, teach them? Or are you going to hold it to yourself? And so that was uh, about 19 years ago. And uh, that was my first moment. So again, you know, for anyone who might be watching today who is like, I don't really see myself as a leader that's okay. Just take one step. For me, it was, okay, let's find someone who can run the bulletins. You know, like this is 19 years ago. Let's, I'm going to teach her how I do it. I'm going to show her and then I'm going to invest in her. And so, you know, I I think that now has transitioned into leading so much and speaking and doing all that, but I never set out to do that. I've just continued to say, okay, Jesus, like, what have you taught me? What have I learned? And then what can I turn around and give someone else? It's so good because (laughs) the second part of life leadership, that, yeah. I mean, that's like the perfect segue. I mean, because life leader, lead yourself well in yes. all areas of life so yes. that you can lead people that's in it. your home, in your community, in your church. And I mean, it's just that natural progression, yeah. isn't it? It's one step at a time, one day yeah. at a time. And then having people in your inner circle, mm-hmm. aka your husband, say, hey, <laughs> you need to like go to the next level, yeah. next level church. Yes, that's right. Come there on, girl. Go. You got it. <laughs> 
<laughs> we're, we're tracking. But really, like, just yeah. saying, okay, you have the capacity. Yeah. You just need to learn. One step at a time. And yeah. like you said, having people that can point out our blind spots <laughs> and go, or call out the things that are in us that maybe yes. we don't even see. Yes. Yeah. And then the next question mm. is, what's a bulletin? <laughs> people yeah. may not know. So some of the people in their 20s, they don't know. Think Instagram now in paper form. Uh, no, but yeah. <laughs> and our first church bulletin, like, because we're starting our church with, you know, not much and didn't know anyone. And so I was like, what do we put in it? Like, please come back. Just please come back. Like, there wasn't really anything to announce except for please come back next yeah. week. <laughs> That's so good. At Women of Faith, we not only care about your spiritual health, we care about your physical health too. In fact, the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians that our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit and that we are to be obedient to Him by taking care of the body He gave us. Our new sponsor, Faithfully Fit and Free, shares this belief, and they're driven by a passion for helping people achieve a healthy body, a healthy mind, and a healthy spirit. You can visit faithfullyfitandfree.com to discover products that give you more energy and support your immunity, along with superfoods, personal care, and more. I personally love their mission and I love their products because I feel incredible taking them. And I know you'll love them too. Plus, when you place your first SmartShip order, you receive a free devotional. Check out faithfullyfitandfree.com where the focus is on a healthy body, a healthy mind, and a healthy spirit. When life gets hard, it helps to know you're not alone. If you or someone you care about is battling anxiety or depression or loneliness, our comprehensive collection of classes and resources cover more than 100 topics like these. All of our classes are based on biblical truth, giving you hope beyond what the world has to offer. Sign up to watch the Women of Faith collection of classes at Liftable TV and start moving toward the freedom you crave. We envision a world transformed by women living victoriously with Him. We prepare our kids to be able to speak up what they, for what they believe in. God wants to provide for us all the wisdom and the knowledge that we need. He wants you to have a group of friends. He wants you to feel like you belong. He wants you to be in community because we're made for relationship. Watch over 80 diverse Christian programs, including the Women of Faith show and classes on Liftable. So how do you go from 20 years ago, all of yeah. that, to now you're like, you're going to speak in front of hundreds, maybe thousands of them, whatever it is tonight. Yeah. And how do you do that? Um, it is one step at a time. Yeah. You know, I think it, I, I thank God that he 19 years ago didn't say, yeah, you're a leader. So go preach on Sunday. Like uh, it wasn't that right. So it was <laughs> just take a step, you know, take a step. And he's been with me, you know, every step of the way, uh, teaching me, guiding me. Yeah. Um, and so I think, you know, it, it goes from, it goes from just, I, I think for me, I like to say, just keep saying yes, like keep Ooh, saying yes, good. just keep saying yes. And so I, I 
for so long didn't want to speak and even would say, yeah, I'm not really, I'm not really a speaker. That like, that's my husband's thing. I'm not really yeah. a, you know, I don't do the public speaking thing, you yeah. know, and uh, until Jesus started to call me out yeah. into it. Like Sarah, I've actually called you to speak. Yeah. I've given you a voice. And yeah. then I had to confront a lot of fear and a lot of, you know, past voices and things like that to, but I knew in my heart of hearts, I wanted to say yes to mm -hmm. Jesus. I wanted to obey what he was asking me to do. I wanted to do it. And so um, it, it, it's really saying yes to him. Uh, it's interesting because I think we all have natural God-given strengths. Mm -hmm. um, that There are things, uh, years ago, I read a, a book by Marcus Buckingham, and he talks about how a strength is something that makes you feel strong. So like when you get done doing it, you feel amazing. Like, wow, I did it. Well, that's how I would feel about doing uh, like a spreadsheet or something. Like <laughs> behind the scenes, like let me knock out a few to-do lists and I'm I'm going to feel strong. When it came to speaking, it's not that I felt naturally strong, yeah. um, but I felt strong in the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. I felt strong in the Lord. Like he asked me to do it. Yeah. And I said, yes. You brought up fear as you were sharing mm -hmm. there. And I feel like there's a spirit of fear yeah. um, growing. Yes. It's not just here. It, I feel like it continues to grow yeah. with everything that's going on in the world. Yeah. Um, and I'll just say for myself, I grew up with a spirit of fear. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was afraid of, we actually teach a class. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I was afraid of big dogs. I was afraid of the dark. <laughs> I was afraid of talking yeah. to people. I was afraid, like the list went on. I yeah. mean, I think I gave a list of like 15 things. I was so yeah. fear driven yeah. and I didn't even know it. Mm -hmm. I had zero awareness that I lived in this spirit yeah. of fear. So take me back to maybe when mm. you had some of those fear moments yeah. in your life, and then how do you overcome that? Yeah, it's interesting that you say that because <clears throat> probably a lot like you, I don't know that I would have said, oh yeah, I had so much fear, mm -hmm. but I had so much fear. Um, for, for me, there was a, a real fear of being rejected. Mm. Fear of rejection was huge for me. Um, I think it really stemmed from just this idea that, like, what if I fail? Yeah. You know, what if I fail? What if I fall? What if, you know, fear of failure, uh, fear of rejection? What if I put myself out there and people yeah. don't accept me? Yeah. You know, for me, it was it was a deep um, a deep hole in my heart that just wanted to be loved uh, and accepted. And so, to put myself out there, or to speak, or to share, and to think that someone might reject that, yeah. um, or I might not do a good job, uh, this fear would come on me. And so what was hard for me was I would say, yes, okay, Jesus, I'm going to step out. I'm going to do it. But then there would be this fear that would hit me, this uh, fear of failure. And, um, and sometimes I would do it, but then even after I was done, I would just start to feel that fear come in even more. Wow. I think for me, it was just starting to recognize it, first of all, for what it was, like, oh, that is fear. And it, it would grip me. And fear grips. And the minute that that fear starts to grip us, it holds us back. Yeah. And so recognizing that fear is real, but like you said, the Word of God says that God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Mm -hmm. And so recognizing it is a spirit. It is a spirit that the enemy tries to put on us. And, and for me, being able to go, 
oh, so there's an enemy that's out to hold me back. Okay, well then I can start to confront this and with the power of the Holy Spirit, start to actually move through that, that fear and start to put my trust in the Lord in a whole new way. But it was starting to recognize all of those things. Like, what if people reject me? What if, what if I fail? What if, all of these what ifs were the enemy's attempt to hold me back. But God was saying, hey, Sarah, I've given you power. I've given you love. I've given you a sound mind. I want you to walk in me even more and not be so worried about everyone else. Mm-hmm. I want you to actually step out in who I've called you to be and really start to confront that fear every step of the way. We have so much in common. <laughs> As you're saying all that, I'm like, yeah, me too. Yes, me too. Yes, I agree with that. Um, you know, even yeah. after the, when you're done speaking or when you're done sharing yeah. or when you put something on social media, yes. you know, I, I know people have such a mental struggle with yeah. They want to do all the things that we're saying, right? They want to put themselves out there. They want to say yes to the Lord, but then something even afterwards, even yes. after they say, I'm going to be bold I'll do in, it. in this uh-huh. year, I'm going to do it. Uh-huh. And then afterwards, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. I mean, what would you say to that woman? Well, I think this is why so many times in scripture, over and over and over again in the Bible, we see uh, the words, do not be afraid and be <laughs> courageous. Um, and what makes me uh, so excited about that is then I realize I'm not alone and that God knows we're human and he loves us and our humanity because he made us that way. And he also knows that the enemy is real. So he knows he's going to try and put that spirit of fear on us. And so that instant, hey, uh, don't be afraid, be courageous. It makes me feel better. Like when, you know, when the angel comes to Mary and, you know, she's this beautiful 16 year old girl that God has chosen to carry God's son. That's incredible. But what God says, you know, is don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I'm with you. Don't be afraid. And I love it because it doesn't mean that it's 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 not that we aren't afraid. It's that when we're afraid, right. we're actually deciding, okay, God, I'm I'm still gonna do it with you. You're with me, you're with me. And so, you know, I think it's it's continuing to step out and do it. Uh, I like to say, do it afraid. You know, like sometimes you, okay, I'm afraid, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. But then afterward, allow God's love to fill you back up because He God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And so even after we do it, that fear tries to kick in. You're like, no, God, you love me, you're for me. You love me, you're for me. You love me, you're for me. No matter what, you can start to speak truth, no matter what they say, no matter what I feel, no matter what, God, you're with me. And and it may feel like, what if I fail? But I also like to say, but what if we fly? Like, what if, right? The enemy tries to go like, what if you're going to fail? And they're like, but what if I fly? Like, what if actually this is uh, what someone else needs and what's going to allow them to fly? And so, like, I would just say, fly, baby, fly. Like, yeah. you know. And that's what God wants us to do, <laughs> that's right? right. He, he wants us. He is for yeah. us. He wants us to fly. He yeah. wants us to be <laughs> successful in his eyes, but he wants us to be confident. He yeah. wants us to be the woman that he's created us to be. Yeah. And if we allow that spirit of fear to hold us back, right. there's no way we can be what God has asked us to that's be, right. called us to be. He set out a purpose mm-hmm. for us. Yeah. And we can't do that if we That's live it. in the spirit of fear. Okay. I want to like <laughs> break down one, one part okay. that you talked about, because if somebody is newer in their faith yeah. or just doesn't like what you're saying is so good, mm-hmm. but I want to like break it down to yeah. somebody newer. Okay. So God has given us the spirit, uh, power, love, and a sound mm-hmm. mind. Help, help us understand what that really means in 
just a very simple yeah, understanding. That's great. So uh, the enemy tries to put fear on us, and he's got his tactics of that spirit of fear. But God has given us the spirit of power. So power comes through the power of the Holy Spirit, that when we accept Jesus in our life, he gives us the gift of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And the Holy Spirit will give us what is called in Scripture dunamis power. And that means it's not power in and of ourselves. It's not yeah. our own strength. It is his power. Mm -hmm. It's his strength. So sometimes, you know, I can be talking and it's just me, but then sometimes I'll feel the spirit of God on the inside, or I'll say something and I'm like, where did that come from? Mm -hmm. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. And, uh, and so that, that's, that's that power. And then he's given us love. And so power through the Holy Spirit, but love through our heavenly father, uh, because we are, we are not just here on this earth by accident. We were chosen. We were created. We were ordained with a great purpose by our heavenly father. He is God. He is King. He's savior, but he's also our father. And because of that, he's adopted us into his family and he gives us love and he loves us. And so that deep sense of like that hole that I had for so long, that was like, I want everyone else to love me. He's like, Hey girl, I love you. I made you. I love you unconditionally, whether you mess up, whether you fail, uh, whether you fall down, uh, whether you're running, whether you're weary, I love you. So it's the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, it's, it's the love of the Father and then a sound mind. And there is just such an attack on mental health. Um, and the enemy tries to come at our mind and gets us to think thoughts and believe lies. And so instead, God has actually given us a sound mind and we can have a sound mind and where the sound mind comes in is through the truth of God's word. So when we read his word, when we know his truth, uh, the Bible says that we can actually take captive every thought. So like when the enemy says, Hey, you're not enough or you're going to fail, then we can know the truth of God's word is different than that. No, uh, my God says I am enough because Jesus is in me. No, my God says that he has a good plan and a hope and a future. And so that's that sound mind that we can have. So the enemy tries to bring on that fear, but God's like, no, no, no. I've got the power of the Holy Spirit. I've got the love of the Father that's covering you. And then you can have a sound mind because of my word. So good. (laughs) Wow, I'm learning. I'm so <laughs> glad I asked you to break that down because I'm like, wow, that's perfect. I needed to know that myself. <laughs> I, I've learned a lot. You know, I don't, I don't know that I, that's just some of the things that God has taught me along the way. And just keeping it real, it's not because, you know, I learned all of that in Bible college. It's because I'm like, what in the world is going on with me? Like exactly. my humanity is way too human right now. Sure. And I need more of God's power and I need more of God's love and that sound mind. Pastor Sarah's story of going from the behind the scenes work in their church to speaking and impacting so many truly resonates with me. Growing up, there were few leadership skills that showed up in my life personally. I really doubt if anyone looked at quiet, shy, little Alita and proclaimed, she's going to be a leader one day. My guess is that maybe you felt that way too. I feel like very few women think they have what it really takes to be a leader, just like I've felt, really, for the majority of my life. And then I realized that if I'm going to do what God's calling me to do, I have the opportunity to rise up as a life leader. 
I needed to lead myself so that I could influence my children to be what God was calling them to be. That was my initial motivator. I had to get myself together so that my children could have the opportunities available to them that God desired. Who's around you that you want to influence? What motivates you to rise up to be who God's calling you to be? When we raise our hands and say, yes, God, I will do what you're calling me to do, we have the opportunity to get out of our comfort zones and allow God to lead the way. I just encourage you, surrender your own fears and thoughts of why you can't influence others. God needs us to rise up. We need to work together to impact the kingdom for eternity. Do you want to experience a deeper relationship with Jesus? Join me for inspiring conversations that will equip you to walk more fully in God's purpose for your life. On my show, you'll meet a wide range of guests who are impacting the kingdom in meaningful ways every day. Check out the latest episodes only on Liftable. I wanna talk about forgiveness. Because mm. I know that that's something that's really on your heart. Yeah. I know it's something that is so powerful. It has been life-changing for me. And I know that you have your own mm. experience with forgiveness. Mm. And I want to hear your leadership <laughs> principles yes. on this because you have a lot to say. And I'm loving listening to oh, you. Oh, well, um, I wish I could sit here and be like, I have so much to say because I've done it so well all of the time. Probably most of my learning has come through uh, the pain of holding on to bitterness for too long. And I think, you know, for me, I, it was in 2011 that um, I just got to a pretty low place in my life. I was not the best version of myself. A lot of things had just kind of piled on. Um, situation with uh, my parents getting divorced after 36 years and just some things coming to light about um, their marriage and their life that I didn't know about, um, you know, was hard. There were some things that we were facing in the church that were really hard, things in my marriage. I mean, it just, it all started to compound and I found myself at a, a pretty low place. But what I didn't realize was in that low place, I, I had anger, uh, bitterness. I had things that I had really carried uh, probably since my teenage years, maybe even into my childhood that wow. I hadn't realized that uh, were with me. You know, sometimes these things like we know maybe forgiveness comes because I was, somebody hurts me today and I know I need to forgive. But then there were kind of just some deeper things that were longer and uh, had been there for a lot longer. And I I didn't really even know it. For me, it came out uh, through anger. Uh, it came out through resentment, uh, wishing that things had been different, uh, wishing that everybody else would be perfect. If you know, if they would have done it right, said it right, uh, then I would be all right. And I've just had to. I had to slow down uh, over a decade ago and just realize, hey, they don't do it right because they're human. They didn't say it right because they're human. Um, and that Jesus is enough uh, for me to forgive through all of it. And so for me, I think, you know, forgiveness has been a deep journey of, of going back into my past and realizing some of those things that uh, had hurt me and, and really choosing to forgive, really choosing to go to the depths of forgiveness, not just for, for what people did, but how it made me feel. Mm. 
And I think that for me, slowing down and saying, okay, God, I'm going to choose to forgive them, but I'm also going to acknowledge uh, not just what they did or how they betrayed me or uh, what that stood for, but I'm actually going to, I'm going to acknowledge how it made me feel. You know, it made me feel unworthy. It, it made me feel less than, and I'm going to forgive them for all of that. And so I think for me, it's it's been a deep journey, but it's been so freeing, if I can just say, because it's like learning to forgive and going back through so much of that from my past uh, to my present has allowed me to live on a daily basis with a heart of forgiveness. And I think that this is why uh, when uh, Peter uh, says to Jesus in, uh, in the Gospels, you know, there's this encounter where I'm sure Peter was really frustrated about things that had happened that day. And so he looks at Jesus and he's like, so Jesus, how many times should I forgive, you know, someone who offends me? How many times? And he says, should I do it seven times? And I'm sure he's thinking, that's a that's lot. A lot. <laughs> you know, like if I, man, who, like he probably went one, two, no, I'm going to go big because I'm with <laughs> Jesus. So I'm going to say, should I forgive him seven times? And Jesus says, no, 70 times seven. Mm. Peter, you need to forgive 490 times a day. And I remember reading that scripture and it just hitting me like, Sarah, yeah, if if that person offends you and I ask you to forgive, not once, not twice, not seven, but 490 times, will you keep doing it? And I think um, there was something that probably Jesus was modeling that we didn't even realize. I'm sure maybe Peter didn't even realize. And that was that I'm sure Peter offended Jesus all of the time. Like the temptation to hold on to that, like seriously, Peter, like we have to talk about this again. But I'm sure Jesus in that moment was like, Peter, if you only knew how many times I'm forgiving you and how much I love you. And so for us just to continue to receive the forgiveness that Jesus gives us, I think is such a key to forgiveness. It's yeah. a lot easier for me to forgive someone else when I am reminded how sinful, how, uh, you know, how human I am and how much I need yeah. the forgiveness that Jesus offers. Yeah, that's so mm-hmm. good. I love mm-hmm. like every single thing that you said. Mm-hmm. One thing that really stuck out to me right when you started talking about it, you said, not just forgive them for what they did, but yeah. how I felt yeah. because of it. And I think that's mm. what I have wanted to hold on to, yeah. right? Yes. And I went through a huge mm. process of forgiveness with two difficult relationships, yeah. and it took me so long. But I think yeah. that right mm. there was the key, right? Mm-hmm. Like I could forgive them for what they did, yes. but then like all of this other stuff still swirling yes. in my mind, and it's how it affected me, how yeah. it made me feel feel is what I had to actually forgive. That's it. So good. It's like that deeper layer. And for me, it was there's so much. uh, I I could, God, I forgive them. I forgive them. But deep down, I'm still feeling that bitterness and that. And it, okay, God, I forgive them. Not only for betraying me, not only for lying about me, but for making me feel like I wasn't their friend, for making me feel like I don't matter. Whatever those deeper places are, for me, that's what brought that deeper level Mm -hmm. of freedom. There's a lot of layers to Mm -hmm. forgiveness. It's kind of like that peeling the onion back. It's like, oh, there's the next thing. I still have to deal with that part, especially when it's a a large betrayal, like a large thing to forgive in your life. Um, 
you know, the first layers, mm -hmm. okay, I forgive them for what they did, uh -huh. but I'm not going to forget about uh, how they made me, yeah. okay, now, I, okay, I have to lay that down yes. too. Yeah. And so that process is difficult. And sometimes it's daily, you know, I've had forgiveness there. There's like a one-time moment. There's the deeper yep. level, but then it's, man, when I get triggered again, I'm yep. on Instagram and I see that. And now yep. all of a sudden it's like, it's there again. The temptation yep. is there again. Um, I did it just this morning. I was walking, praying all of a sudden. I just, I had a memory come up and it wasn't good. And I was like, God, today I choose to forgive them yeah. again. Yeah. And so when we have that current pain uh, that, you know, is that is reminding us of that pain from our past and we can just every single day just mm -hmm. continue to forgive. I think so many times we think, but I forgave them. Why is it back here again? Well, because today's pain is being, is triggering some of that. So just continue to forgive 490 times a day. I'm just going to continue uh, to forgive. And that's when our life changes. Yeah. That freedom yeah, comes. Um, I feel like I would have never been able to do what I need to do mm -hmm. in my life had I not completely yeah. forgiven that person or those people, whatever the situation is, yeah. that complete forgiveness. Because if we don't lay that down, if yeah. we don't give that up to God, we can't do what he's actually asking yeah. us to do. And I I wanted to hold on to it. I was like, <laughs> ah, I don't think that's true. <laughs> I don't think that's true, right. but it was very true. Well, My life radically changed yes, when I finally made it. that decision. That's it. And so many people, I think, are afraid that if they forgive, it means that, that then there's reconciliation or there's yes. new trust. So and good. those are completely different. So forgiveness is for our heart. Forgiveness is for our freedom. Forgiveness is so that we can live wide open and love again and open ourselves up again and 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 walk in the ways of Jesus. But reconciliation comes when there are two people who are both humble and forgiving and want the same thing and then are committed to rebuilding that trust together. And it's completely different. So I think so many times we can hold on to it thinking, no, but if I if I forgive, that means I'm forgetting. Or if I forgive, that means that we're just, then everything is okay and we're just reconciled and I'm supposed to trust and we get, no, those are completely different things. Reconciliation, trust building, totally different. But forgiveness, oh, it's for our heart. Okay. And it's so worth it for us not to be walking around with that bitterness and that anger or, you know, whatever our ammo is that comes out when we're holding on to that. So good. Yeah. It's time for Sarah Keller's truth bomb. <laughs> so this is the thing that somebody, when they walk, which, I mean, there's so many things they're going to remember, but this is the one thing that you want people to really remember that Sarah Keller said. Mm. Uh, my truth bomb would definitely be that being fearless isn't the absence of fear. It's coming face to face with our fear and choosing to trust God. So, so many times people say, you know, uh, you can be fearless. And then inside you're like, no, I can't because it's still there, right? <laughs> no, being fearless is coming face to face with our fear and choosing to trust God. It's not the absence of it. It's still going to be there. But when that fear comes, God, I trust you. I trust that you have a good plan for me. I trust that you're going to be with me. I trust that you're going to be with my kids. I trust that you're going before me. You're behind me. You're beside me. And you're going to walk with me. So it's not the absence of it. It's actually getting to that place where we step out and say, God, I'm going to choose to trust you. Good. I want you to close out with this last question. 
What would be one piece of advice that you would like to share with those listening right now? Mm. I mean, there's so many things that you could probably say, but you're a wise woman. You're a mm. life leader. You are leading so many people, impacting so many people. What would be that one piece of advice that you'd want to give? One piece of advice I think would be uh, every day to wake up and to get in God's presence first and to let him transform you every single day. Because uh, for me, life accumulates so easily. You know, I, I wake up in the morning and I don't maybe realize what a hard day yesterday was. And so to wake up, uh, to not get on your phone first, to not scroll Instagram first, to not do your checklist first, to not uh, start with all of the things that need to get done, but just to start in God's presence and simply say, God, I'm your daughter. What do you want to speak to me today? What do you want to speak out of your word? And start to speak some of those words of life over yourself uh, because every single day life can accumulate and we don't know what today is going to bring. But when we are in God's presence at the very beginning, when our first thing is letting him fill us up with his love, with his truth, it can sustain us for everything that we need to encounter that day. Amen. <laughs> I am cheering you wildly. I cannot <laughs> wait you. to hear you tonight. I'm like, you're going to bring the fire tonight. I can already tell. So thank you for being here thank today. Thank you. <laughs>